Blog Talk Radio. Welcome. Today our topic is Smart Strategies, Software Data Integration for Law Firms. Joining us is Charles King, IP Technology Systems Manager at Errant Fox. He guides decision-making and implementation of all intellectual property practice group technology. He has more than 10 years of experience with intellectual property law technology management. Welcome, Chuck. Nice to have you with us today. Uh, Thanks. Nice to be here. Now, let's start off by explaining what data integration means. Sure. Uh, Really, data integration, software integration, in the simplest terms, is creating a connection between two different software applications. Mm -hmm. Uh, To put it a different way, integration really is teaching applications to talk to each other. And the Mm -hmm. most common type of integration is setting up data sharing between applications. It might mean handing data entered into a legal docketing database directly over to an accounting database without it having to be rekeyed, or it might mean passing some data from a docketing database to the accounting database and having other information passed the opposite way. In more complex integrations, you might do something like having the creation of a new accounting record automatically create a corresponding docketing record, a file management system record, a document management system record, uh, or maybe a form generation software record. Uh, as you can see, I mean, integration really can mean a lot of things, and uh, what it does is entirely dependent on the goal and the effort that you put into it. Of course. Now, why would a law firm be interested in undergoing a data integration project, and what kind of benefits can the firm expect to get from a project like this? Well, in law firms these days, uh, in order to survive, really efficiency is the name of the game. You bet. Uh, and And integrations are, I mean, they're really low-hanging fruit when it comes to improved efficiency measures. Uh, They're all about using fairly simple technology to significantly reduce redundancies uh, in the staff side. Uh, Rather than having a billing clerk enter enter all pertinent information required for a conflict search and then having a docketing specialist enter much of the same data in order to create a docketing record, and then maybe later even having a secretary enter additional data, rekeying the same information uh, to create a record in a template generation system. Integration focuses on having a single point of entry for each data point and then sharing that information with all the applications that need it. Uh, Different members of your staff would no longer need to spend time recreating data that someone else has already entered and instead can spend that time on other tasks. Uh, In fact, if the data is shared between systems throughout the life of a record, it can save time not only at record creation, but really it can continue saving time by removing updates having to go into multiple systems uh, just by having the integration push data back and forth as updates are made. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the single point of entry does have other benefits aside from just reducing that redundancy, uh, reducing keystrokes. Really, at the point that you remove multiple data entry points, you decrease the likelihood of having discrepancies between different systems and make it a much more manageable process to quality review uh, record data across all the firm's applications and systems. I would think Uh, higher accuracy, too. Am I correct? That's that's absolutely right. Um, I mean, of course you're going to increase consistency and accuracy. I mean, by, by having the extra time to do that quality review uh, and to do it in a single 
point of entry, uh, of course, you'll end up with, with better and more accurate data. Uh, and that, that good data, that better data, I mean, it's really good for everybody. Um, it's crucial, particularly if the firm is going to be exposing data to clients on bills, on documents that are uh, created and sent out to them from a document generation application, uh, or maybe if that information is being shared with the client over a web portal even. Uh, really, lastly, one of, the, one of the big benefits to data integration is it will help your reporting needs uh, considerably by having that key that's going to tie all of your systems together. You can pull your data together in new and interesting ways, uh, maybe combining financial data and prosecution data into a single report uh, rather than having that manually sort of pulled from different systems and put together, um, or doing things like entering images that are put into your docketing database onto bills and adding just that little bit of professionalism and polish to those bills. So we're talking time efficiencies that translate into cost efficiencies kind of in terms of the bottom line. That's absolutely now, are right. There, absolutely right. Are there good and bad times to make to take on a data integration project? So with really any technology project, obviously the ideal time, which this isn't a helpful answer, but the ideal time obviously is a slow time. Um, mm -hmm. You're always going to be investing a lot in any technology project. So if you can schedule it for a time when people are less hectic and less stressed, obviously that's good. Uh, but really with an integration project, um, Depending on your scope, you really could tackle it at practically any time, and the only requirement is making sure that it's a time where the key players for creating and implementing that integration can commit the time to regularly meet and regularly discuss. Uh, obviously, we're talking about uh, very important firm data. It's uh, data that's sort of intellectually owned by a lot of different people. So you need to make sure that all of those people have the time to commit and get into a room. Uh, and of course, it will be a technology project. So you're also looking for time from your IT department and potentially even from an outside vendor. Got it. So you mentioned key players. Now, who needs to be included in a data integration project? And how do you decide who to include on that team? Sure. Uh, obviously, there are a few different things that you've got to determine and got to do uh, in, an, in an integration project. Um, the number one people, sort of the most obvious people, of course, are the IT department. Uh, they either would be able to do your data integration for you, which is, I mean, one good and important thing that I think a lot of people don't realize is the resources in their IT department might be able to do a data integration project without an outside vendor having to become involved. Um, of course, even if you involve an outside vendor, that IT team uh, will have to work with that outside vendor uh, to get them into your systems and to make sure that everything is done according to your best IT practices. Uh, the other thing you'll need uh, really are the data owners. Um, and those could be a variety of different types of people, uh, just depending on the resources that your firm has. It could be people in your docketing department. It could be billers in your accounting department. If you have technology leaders within individual groups in your firm, it could be those people. But certainly you're thinking of someone who knows the data, who's familiar with how it gets entered and what it looks like once it's in your various applications applications. 
really the last people who you need to make sure are involved in that process are the managers. Uh, this is critical systems data. So you not only need buy-in from them, but you need to make sure that they have a very clear understanding of the changes that are being made so they can inform their staff, so they can sign off on those changes and make sure that they are comfortable with them and certainly so that they can direct the data entry people now and in the future uh, on what they need to be doing to fit into this new uh, data integration system. Okay, so we've identified the key players. Now, what should each person do, and how do we know when we need outside help? Sure. Uh, so uh, obviously, as I sort of briefly mentioned, uh, the IT department is going to be there for your technical needs. Um, if they don't have the resources that you need in order to do the entire project, sure, you're, you're going to want to reach out to a vendor. Uh, but I would just caution people to not, not take that as a, as a natural assumption. Really, point number one is talk to your IT people and see what things they know how to do, what things they have the resources to do. Use your internal uh, resources, sure. That's, that's absolutely right. A lot of people with technology projects, because they can seem very overwhelming, a lot of times will go straight for a vendor. But certainly, you should have those internal discussions. Make sure you do have a, a clear, good dialogue with your IT people. Um, and regardless of whether you're using a vendor or IT, uh, really one of the important things that they will have to do is to understand your goals and to understand your potential problems in that integration project, because uh, really, ultimately, they're the ones who are going to be supporting that after the fact. Your managers for each application or each department, of course, are going to have to meet and discuss goals and boundaries for the project and determine really their comfort level. Uh, this is a, a big change, so it needs to be something that, that everybody is comfortable with, and, and managers certainly be the, the big drivers in that. Um, Data experts, uh, so whoever those people are, whether it's on the data entry side or whether you actually have somebody on the database side, uh, clearly would need to be uh, involved as your resource for determining where are we getting the data, where are we putting the data, and how are we actually making that happen. Um, and last but certainly not least, on a project like this, you, you really have to have a project leader. Um, and really, their big requirements are going to be to document, document, document everything mm -hmm. that happens, uh, to keep the meetings on schedule. Uh, this is a really manageable project, but you do have to make sure to keep that, that momentum moving forward because there are so many people involved. Um, and the and biggest job that they yeah. – yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and really, the biggest job that they have is to make sure that they are the person who entirely understands the discussions that happen uh, in the planning meetings, in the implementation meetings, uh, because really someone in the room needs to be able to see the entire picture. And, uh, and I mean, really, that's, that's a huge job because uh, it is potentially uh, a, a confusing process just because there are, like you say, so many moving, moving pieces. Oh, yeah. Now, once you've got a team assembled, what are the next steps? Uh, so the next steps really, once you have that team together, are to start deciding what your implementation, what your integration is going to look like. Uh, really, step number one, you sit in a room and you talk about what your current problems are, where you know you're duplicating uh, data entry. Uh, that's absolutely number one, is to decide, well, here are the places where we've lost efficiency, where we want to pick it up. Before you start talking about how to do that, first you need to know what it is that you want to do. Sure. Uh, 
the next thing certainly is determining the scope of what you want to do, which depend entirely on your needs. Uh, it depends on the number of applications you're working with. Uh, it depends on what applications are actually producing some sort of data that's going to be shared either internally or externally. Uh, and I mean, really, that's going to be the big factor ultimately uh, when you get down to cost as to how much that integration is going to cost you is looking at that scope. Are you looking at a, a daily job that shares data? Are you looking at something that runs every hour? Are you looking for something that stores data sort of in a neutral location and everyone actively pulls that uh, sort of on the fly? Uh, and certainly once you decide that scope, um, you're going to be meeting with your IT team uh, or your vendor potentially so that they can identify the gold standard system for each bit of data that you want to be sharing. Because uh, really they need to look at the requirements behind the scenes in the database and see uh, maybe this, this application requires a date formatted like X and that one requires a date formatted like Y. So they're the ones ultimately who are going to put the pieces of those, those puzzles together. Um, and certainly you want to uh, talk to your data entry people and get their feedback. Um, and then uh, certainly a good practice as you're in this evaluation phase is to just take a for instance and track some data as it gets into your firm and look at every place that that data is hitting, in what order, in what way, um, and just make sure that you really have an understanding of that flow. And really all of these steps, the evaluation phase, or even things if you're going to bring in a vendor that you can decide internally before you bring them in and start looking at the process and the correction, at the very least you can go ahead and you can document, well, here's how things stand and here's what we want ultimately to do however we need to do it. Now we just touched on defining the scope of what we want to do. What are the major milestones for the project itself? Sure. So uh, certainly after you get out of this evaluation phase, that's really when, when I would recommend starting to look for vendors uh, if you feel like you need a vendor and you can't do this internally with your IT resources. Um, so certainly you want to reach out uh, potentially to other people uh, in the industry who have worked on projects like this and get a, a vendor with experience and a vendor who comes highly recommended since this is mission critical data that you're touching ultimately. Uh, you're going to want to meet with that vendor on the timeline uh, and they certainly will lay out whatever their normal uh, procedure is on a project like this. But there are certain things that you can, you can expect will definitely come up as milestones in any project like this. Uh, you are going to have to look at your data, evaluate it, and standardize it to make sure that you really have good data before you go into an integration project. Uh, certainly if you're going to be sharing any historical data, then you need to know the problems before you start even considering how you would share it. Uh, the other thing, certainly you need to focus on your documentation all throughout this project. Uh, the number one thing that I see in every integration project I've ever gone through is you sit in meetings with high-level people in the firm, managers, directors, whoever they are, and it is just this meeting of the minds where you have constant aha moments. 
everyone in the room who are well-informed about firm policies and procedures and they know how things work, they have a lot of institutional knowledge, will sit there and be amazed by the things that they didn't actually realize, that they didn't know. So it's absolutely critical at every stage uh, to be documenting all of these things that you discover as you go through. Uh, you do want to document that stuff, and probably eventually you will pass it on to the IT department for them to store it, but certainly document it as you go along because that will make things much easier. Uh, meet regularly and track your progress. Assign very specific tasks to your team members. Um, and certainly you want to establish a, a testing environment. Again, mission-critical data. Establish a testing environment. Once you have your logic in place with your vendor or IT, uh, you're going to want to test in that testing environment some data pushes, meet for feedback, implement, and repeat all of that as necessary until you're really completely satisfied with uh, what you're getting in the end. Uh, really, one of the dangers with a project like this is to say, okay, well, we've been testing and testing and testing, and we're not quite where I want to be, but we're maybe 90% of the, of the way there, and there's just this one little thing we need to tweak manually. And I would say that is the absolute enemy of the spirit of an integration. You want to get it right, and you want to actually uh, devote the time to get it completely right so you're not losing efficiency in this process that's meant to be to be getting that efficiency back for you. Got it. So what does a successful integration look like when it's complete? And once that it's up and running, um, what's the care and feeding of that integration? Sure. So success in an integration, really, I mean, it's pretty simple. It's If it's saving you time and it's reducing errors, you have a, a successful integration. If you have anything else going on, you have a failed integration. Uh -huh. um, and I mean, really, this looks at, at firm processes, uh, uh, provide reliable data on how and when it's needed. That's what a successful integration does. Uh, and then certainly lastly, making sure that, it, uh, n that it, all of your data is where it needs to be before anyone goes into a specific application looking for it, expecting it to be there, needing it to, to do their job. Um, and so far as sort of care and feeding goes, like you said, um, there really is not a whole lot uh, once you have a successful integration up and running. Um, it is routine IT maintenance that would keep most of these going. Obviously, you could get into a more complex project, but uh, it, it's, it's, a pretty standard, uh, it's a pretty standard task in most integrations. Super. Well, that brings us to the end of our podcast. Thanks to our guest, Charles King, for sharing your expertise in software data integration for law firms. Charles will be a speaker this fall at ALA's Intellectual Property Conference for Legal Professionals in Washington, D.C., September 18th and the 19th, where he will be discussing IP software conversions. Visit the ALA website, alanet.org, for more info. And thanks, everyone, for joining us.